Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast where we read one, just one page of Talmud a day. And today's a special day, because today we conclude, drumroll please, the very first chapter of the very first tractate, and we move ceremoniously into chapter two. And to commemorate this great occasion, I wanted to invite one of the people I admire most in the Jewish space, a great teacher, Shira Hecht Kohler, who is the educational director of 929, which is a project of reading one chapter of the Bible every day. If you think a page a day is hard, we they do a whole chapter. Uh, and it is a phenomenal, phenomenal endeavor that you have to check out at 929.org.il. Amazing. Uh, and also teaches Talmud at Drisha. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. So I know from Facebook, where I follow you obsessively, like so many people, uh, that you have decided to sit the DAF cycle out this year and instead are uh, committing yourself to the CrossFit cycle, <laughs> which is a different level of crazy. How's that going? It's actually um, kind of amazing how quickly... I have learned to love something which is a bit torturous. <laughs> uh, so as I said yesterday, I feel a little bit like I have battered women's syndrome. I'm in this relationship that is, <laughs> that is With someone who, who makes you do 300 burpees a second. But I kind of love it. Um, yeah, yeah. CrossFit has been, it's a new endeavor for me to be in CrossFit. I've always been involved in sort of in athletics and, and loved movement and hiking and swimming and tennis and biking. But I decided to challenge myself with something that'll just up the ante a bit. With all my admiration for you, it is very unlikely that you will get me to get off the couch, uh, which is not something that I do. But I'm hoping that you would help me and, and our listeners uh, understand this kind of really amazing philosophical question that kicks off chapter two. I'm going to read a very brief paragraph here. This is from the Mishnah. The first question discussed in the Mishnah is the question of intent. One who was reading the sections of the Torah, which comprise Shema, and the time for the recitation of the morning or evening Shema arrived. If he focused his heart, he fulfilled his obligation and need not repeat Shema in order to fulfill his obligation. This is true even if he failed to recite the requisite blessings. So the Mishnah here seems to suggest that there is some correlation between the performance of the mitzvot, the commandment, and your actual intentionality. Uh, the Hebrew word is beautiful, is kavana. If you direct your heart and saying, I am now doing this mindfully, consciously, then you're fine. You fulfill the mitzvah. What if you don't? The Mishnah doesn't quite say what happens if he doesn't turn his heart, right? It says, im libo, which is also a very kind of charged statement, I think, right. when we think about intentionality. Um, what does you know, it mean to direct your heart? Exactly. How right? do I do this that? opens a whole discussion about intentionality and intentionality and the performance of mitzvot. What does it mean to have intention? Is it enough to go through the motions of doing something? Because if you go through the motions of doing something, then you have some level of intentionality. 
But the Mishnah seems to be saying, well, im kivain libo, if he directs his heart, well, that seems to be a higher level of requisite intentionality towards the performance. It's not enough to actually do something. There needs to be some consciousness, some awareness, some higher level of direction that would you know, be guiding and facilitating whatever actions are happening. And so interestingly enough, this case here becomes one of the foundational texts in a much wider debate across the entire Talmud. Which which we will see again and You'll again. You'll get there. It's you almost, it. you know what this reminded me of? It almost reminded me of, of this kind of old corny joke about, you know, an old married couple and one of them says to the other, I don't just want you to do this. I want you to want to do this thing that you clearly don't want to do. Like, how do you, how do you measure this intentionality is my first question. And my second is, look, in, in a book, in a religion so rife with commandments, right, with things you're supposed to do and not supposed to do, are we supposed to have a real sense of, of desire for each single one of them? Or is it enough sometimes to say like, hey, look, man, I don't eat pork because I'm not supposed to, but I'm not going to give it a second moment of thought. Yeah, it's a great question. I think it raises all kinds of things about the endeavor, Right, like, what does it mean? And this we'll see on the next stop. Like, what is what does it mean to be bound in this system? I guess I'll speak for myself here. If you had to think with a certain level of intentionality for every single thing that you're doing, forget in the religious sphere, in the you know obligatory legal halachic sphere, but just like we want to be conscious people. But when in you life. break down your in life, yeah, in life, right? You break down your day and you say, I want to be right a present, conscious human being, educator, teacher, partner, facilitator, whatever it is, and we work our hardest, or the ideal is we sort of bind ourselves to that level, very high level, um, but if we try to meet it at every step of the way, we'll suffer a nervous breakdown. I mean, I think it's just an impossibility. Like you and can't be... 100% on 100% of the time. I mean, you can try really hard, <laughs> but yeah, you can't. And I think here we're, we're already, we're just starting the discussion about do mitzvot, do the commandments require kavanah, intentionality, or do they not, right? In the Hebrew language, this debate, we would say is mitzvot srichot kavanah, or enan srichot kavanah. Do they need it? Do they not need intentionality? Which means to technically satisfy the performance or, you know, check that box, whatever that means for you, that you've satisfied an obligation, do you need that level of intentionality or not? Can you technically fulfill your requirement without that level of intentionality? Right. Now, that raises the question, even if we say, yeah, you need that level of intentionality, what does it mean? Is it enough to say, I say Shema in the morning and I bind myself. That should cover me as a catch-all for everything else that I do over the day. Right. Or does it mean, no, every time I do something, my mind, my heart, my body has to be directed in a certain way. I struggle with this daily because we're, we're required when we say Shema, but also when we say the Amidah prayer, right, to, to be very uh, mindful. And I struggle with it regularly and you know, what does it mean to be mindful and intentional but even i think uh, a lot of us who aren't observant you know for example when we are with significant others when we are with children we say to us it's like i really want to be present i really want to be here i really want to be focused on this moment on this conversation thoughts of work creep in thoughts of you know tv shows you want to watch creep in all kinds of distractions and it's really hard to nail down precisely what we mean by meaning, what do we mean by kind of directing our heart, as as the Mishnah so beautifully puts it, towards 
towards a certain place or object or theme. Does does the Talmud give us any clues on how to do this? So the Talmud in different contexts gives us different clues how to do this. And, you know, we'll see it in different kinds of ways. I, I think an example that is interesting to think about is, it comes up later, is the performance of eating matzah, right? Because the case says on Passover evening at the Seder, there we eat matzah not just as a symbolic ritual or, you know, also as a symbolic ritual, but there's actually an obligation to consume matzah. And there's a lengthy discussion about, well, what does that consumption have to look like? Like, what if I'm not doing it willfully? What if somebody shoves matzah down my throat? Have I technically fulfilled whatever requirements? Um, and it's the subject of a great debate. So in many cases, we have a lot of the, you know, the medieval commentators weighing in, and there's two camps. There's really sort of, you can align them in two different groups. As- One said, yeah. If you ate the damn thing, exactly. you're fine. Like you've done it. You yeah, ate all like, we care about is but your did you consuming think of the matzah. Exodus when you ate it. If not, I'm sorry. You have to eat another. And matzah. that all hinges back on the larger debate, the the overall global debate, which we're first seeing here of well, for the performance of mitzvot of commandments in general, do we require intentionality? Now, I think there's also little. You know, there's ways. Um, there's hacks and there's tricks that even if it's not a technical requirement, right? So according to the camp and the whole group of, of commentators who said, no, you can perform as long as you do it, even if your brain and your heart are totally, you've gone through the motions, you've blown the shofar on Rosh Hashanah for a rock band, no, not caring that it's Rosh Hashanah, but you did it. So one school of thought says, yep, yeah, you're good in that technical requirement, and the other says you're not. Um, but I do think there's ways to, to sort of like compartmentalize and, and look at our time and look at our actions and look at our day and look at our space. And if you want to do it in what we would assume is the better way, right, the intentional, mindful way, there is an element of right, of planning, of foresight, of looking at what you can do, where your weak points are, and then you sort of look at the things that you're going to do. And here I'm kind of taking it out of the realm, really, of commandments um, and just sort of like generally in life. I walk through life. Am I mindful? Am I just kind of like tossing a ball at my kid on the tennis court? Am I, am I there? Um, there, there are hacks, there are ways. Like you look at your time, you bind in. I think that's why there's this obsessive focus on time in this first chapter also. Until what time can we do this, right? And what time can we start? How do you structure your time so that the activities within the time are, are meaningful, mindful ones? And so this larger debate, the Talmud doesn't give us one answer. It never does. It won't. This one in particular, right? He's reading the Shema at the time, or he's reading the Torah, actually, right? That's what the, the explanation is. He's reading the Torah, the Bible, at the time, the technical time that Shema is supposed to have been said. And then the Mishnah says, well, if he's there and if he's with it, he's fulfilled his obligation. And there's a lot of pushback. Like, well, what does it mean um, he's turned his heart? And what does it mean that he's read? Is he reading for pleasure? Is he reading for the Torah reading on Shabbat? Is he reading to look for mistakes and amend the text? So there's sort of all the things that we play with just to get to the point of, well, what was the action? And once we have the action, we then say, were you even intending it? And it might not even matter. You know, it resonates very strongly with me. Um, I, I grew up in an observant household and always felt that I was sort of performing mitzvot, even if I couldn't quite put it that way at eight or nine or 10, I was performing these commandments with no intentionality. Uh, then my answer, of course, was to flip the script and say, I'm going to perform none of the commandments. I'm going to eat all the bacon cheeseburgers I want, 
but have a lot of intentionality because truly that's the only thing that matters. And it's taken me about 40 years uh, to realize that the combination of these two, striking this, this delicate balance the Talmud speaks of today, uh, is truly uh, the, the art form of, of a lifetime. Shira, thank you so much. Thank you. This was terrific. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoyed this show, please go rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly section of Reading Daf Yomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope you've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon.